And we're thrilled now to have a conversation regarding the Auburn Tigers with one of our very good friends from inside the Auburn Tigers. It is Jason Caldwell, and he's joining us here on the program today. Jason, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you, my friend? I'm good, guys. How about y'all? Can't complain. Excited that uh, football season is right around the corner. What's the one thing that we need to know from Auburn football over this past weekend? You know, I I don't know. I think that um, there's still a a quarterback competition, um, even though I think T.J. Finley is the guy that will ultimately be the starter against Mercer. I I think Robbie Ashford is a guy that we're going to see play. Um, We're going to see more than just – maybe in a situational role. I think he's the guy that's earned some of those, you know, whether it's the third series or, or kind of giving it. I think that's still to be determined kind of what that's going to look like. But I, I've kind of said all along, I thought we'd see multiple quarterbacks in game in, in game one. And I think that's still the case. But it's probably a little bit different than anybody expected. I think a lot of people expected that Calzada would be one of those guys. And, you know, at this point, I think it's more T.J. Finley and, and Robbie Ashford. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you, Jason, is going into uh, preseason camp, wh- what were your thoughts? And his, because I, we sat here and just talked about this. This is, com- this is completely opposite of where I thought this was going to go. I expect it was going to be Calzada, maybe Finley or Ashford second, you know. But uh, yeah. is this gone completely off the rails from what you thought was going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 before it started, I thought it was probably Zach Calzada's job to lose. I, and I don't know that he's. I mean, he hasn't played so bad that he's lost it. He just hasn't played well enough to go to go get it. And the other guys have played better. And and I think that that's been the case. I think DJ Finley's been been more consistent. And that, you know that's not really a surprise because he's a guy that's got experience in this offense, uh, in the system for a year. It's essentially the same thing they did last year, the terminology wise, everything. That's a big advantage. And then you know Zach Calzada missing the spring, even though he was able to be out there, is that that's difficult and so and in hindsight you look and you go you know it it, it probably he probably tj family had an advantage and i thought he probably did um robbie ashford's development and and kind of we're hearing words like uh, clicking it, it's starting to click a little bit and things like that that's a really good sign because he's really athletic he's really talented and you know can throw the ball can do some things um now, I, here's the, my my big question is I don't know what it's going to look like, you know, in in week four. I know what it's going to look like, or I think I know what it's going to look like in in week one and maybe in week two. But you know, what is it? What does that look like then for Penn State? It may depend on what we see in in those first couple of games. Jason Caldwell joining us here on Sports Call today, talking about the offense. What other names are standing out? Because obviously you've got this quarterback battle. He's got to be able to throw the ball to somebody. We know what the backfield looks like with Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter, but what are the names emerging uh, for pass catchers? Yeah, I think probably the, you know, I think Javarius Johnson's the guy that we saw glimpses of last year. I think he's been really you know, a consistent playmaker for them in the preseason. I think he's the guy that's going to be involved. Um, I think we're going to see six to eight wide receivers in the mix with the first group, and to try to figure out. I think I kill you. You need to see those guys in the game, and and can they consistently show what they you know shown you at times? I think Camden Brown's probably the guy um, that has probably done as much to help himself as anybody. Uh, true freshman from St. Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale, um, big physical guy. 
I kind of go back. I, you know, it, it's hard to compare people because, man, you don't want to set somebody up in, in that regard. But there was, a, there was a guy from St. Thomas Aquinas who was a big physical wide receiver, wasn't the fastest guy, but he got open and he made plays and he did it for a long time. He's now in the Hall of Fame. Michael Irvin was kind of played with a little bit of a nasty streak. I see a little bit of that in Camden Brown. Now, can he develop all the other things that goes along with that and, and the consistency? But uh, he kind of gives you a little bit different edge at wide receiver. And so I think he's a guy we're going to see a good bit of. I think Shadrick Jackson, Malcolm Johnson, Boy Moore, um, those guys are, are going to be there, um, you know, in, in the mix. And, you know, Xavier Capers, maybe Landon King. There, there's a lot of names there that have gone out and, and probably earned the right to, to get some reps. And now you just have to see if they can find the guys that, that are consistent playmakers because you're right. I've said it from the get-go. If you can't run it and, and you can't find a guy that can make plays outside at wide receiver, then for the, the quarterback, probably doesn't matter a whole lot. And, and that's where I think right now this offense is. And, uh, Jason, the offensive line is another part of the offense that has been a big part of emphasis um, going into the next season. Uh, from what you've seen, has there been any improvement or anything um, that you could probably touch on with that? Yeah, I, mean, I think you've seen some guys really take some strides. Uh, I think Tate Johnson is, is one of those guys. And, you know, with still question marks for, for Nick Brahms, um, Tate Johnson's a guy that could go from, you know, potentially being a backup guard to being the starting center and, and he's done it by transforming his body. He's in a lot better shape physically a lot stronger than he was at this time last year and, and I think that's made a big difference for him. You know, that's the, can 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 he be the guy? Is Jaleel Irvin a guy? Um, and I think you look at that but probably the maybe the biggest development for me is that Austin Troxel has been able to, to kind of build on things for a year. Killian Zaire at the other side. I think I think they're in pretty good position at the tackle spot. Now they you know, there's a lot of more depth in the middle. Um, so not a ton of depth at that tackle position, but I think as if those guys stay healthy, then I think that that's a group that can 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 play in this league, and they got experience. Um, just a matter of of how you put it together, because that's really, in the end, that that's it for an offensive line. It's about five guys working as one, cohesive, all on the same page, doing all those things, and um, they've been a lot of moving around. Um, can they settle in? and get those guys together and, and get them ready. That's that's kind of the next stage for them. Uh, Jason, I'm going to dip back over to the wide receiver uh, room just for a second. Uh, we You talked about a bunch of different guys on there. And one thing I think that a lot of folks have had a concern about with the wide receivers is the fact that there it doesn't feel like there's that one guy. And if you go around and look at successful offenses, it seems like there's that one wide receiver that is the guy that you try to look for that teams can't double team and different things like that. Do you feel like that there's enough talent around on this uh, wide receiver room that you don't have to have that one particular guy, that one go-to wide receiver that they can kind of spread the wealth a little bit? Yeah, I think they're going to spread it around, but I think I do think you have to find that guy. Okay. And, and then it have to be one. It, it may be three guys. I mean, LSU and, you know, in, in what, 2019, they had two or three of those guys who were like, well, you know, there's a lot of playmakers. Of course, those guys are now doing it at a high level in the NFL, so there was something to that. I don't know that you have that right now, but I think you absolutely have to find somebody that you go, okay, when it's third and six, who am I trusting? I think Shedrick Jackson is probably that guy right now. I think right. that's the guy that 
you know, came on at the end of the year last year. Um, Javarius may be more the guy you go, hey, big play threat. You know, we've heard so much about Tavares Dawson really since last camp and, and how, you know, he's improved in this camp. Um, but we haven't heard a ton of him from the scrimmage type situations. Can he be that guy? Can he turn into a playmaker and, and do some of those things? Because, yeah, you're right. Um, you can spread it out, but you got to, sooner or later, you got to find some guys that you go, crunch time, fourth quarter, game on the line. This is who we want in the game. And right. and my my guess is is that that they got to find those guys once the lights come on. I got you. We're talking with Jason Caldwell here on the Sports Call, and uh, Jason, we've talked uh, all about offense, and of course, that's what everybody wants to know about with all the question marks there. But switching over to defense, uh, what what are you hearing? What are you seeing? Uh, I guess we'll just start with defensive line and and move from there. But uh, sounds like uh, things are going pretty good on the defensive line. Some some new guys stepping up and some veterans remaining in some good core spots. So what are you seeing there on the defensive line? Yeah, I think overall this is a defense that that has built some depth. I think there's still some questions there, um, but I think I think this is a group that. If they can stay relatively healthy and avoid a couple of key guys, I think this is a defense that can keep them in in, in just about any game. We saw that last year. Um, the, the defense was able to keep them in games. I think they had a chance to, to to do those types of things again this year, and and they do potentially have more depth up front than they had last year. Uh, we didn't see much of those guys uh, last year. This year, you brought in some transfers that can help. You start, you know, Colby Wooden, Marcus Harris. Uh, Derek Hall, Ekuliota, those guys are are gonna gonna be right there with with just about anybody you can put in the league and go. Those guys can contend. Um, Jason Jones in the middle has has shown that man, he's got everything you're looking for. But you know the, the rest of those guys. I think you know Marsh Joseph has played and played at, at Memphis, and so he's used to a season. You know we've seen um, you know, Derek Bragg coming in from Western Kentucky has played for a season, but not at this level, neither one of them. That's the thing now that for me, for that defensive line for the next step is we know those other guys. They've played at that level for a 12-game season in a bowl game. What what can you do in the in the third quarter in week six? That's the next step because you don't know that now. We know that they've got the ability and they got the size and they got the athleticism and they've shown some good things. Now it's can you do that week in and week out in this league because it's just it's hard and so that's still the unknown for me for that defensive front but I think they got some pieces in place I think you know when you look at it to me Marsh Joseph is a guy that man we've heard so much about in camp I think you know having a guy that can spell a Colby Wooden and you know make some plays do some things would be huge for this team and to keep those guys fresh in the fourth quarter so I think that depth there is is a good starting point on defense and you know the same probably the same thing at linebacker there's not as many guys but yeah for much of it you're only going to play two linebackers if you're playing a nickel defense so Owen Popo back and, and Cam Riley and Wesley Steiner Eugene Asante they, they they've built some depth and I think that front six or seven um should be in pretty good position Jason Caldwell joining us on the show. Follow him on Twitter at ITAT. Jason, and buddy, as we let you get out of here today, we go to AuburnUndercover.com. What are we going to find there today on the website? Uh, it, it, you load up today because there's a ton of information. I think we've got, uh, I have an insider up. Uh, Christian has a recruiting insider up. Uh, Nathan King um, kind of put out his, his first look at a potential depth chart. So we've got lots of information, lots of things going on today. 
if, you, if you're not a subscriber, today's a good day to start. So there's tons of things there. It, and you can find it at Auburn Undercover, uh, AUTigers.com, uh, Auburn247. So uh, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy it. You guys have an all-star team that you put together there, Jason. It's really impressive. Yeah, I like I like to to be able to uh, to turn to my left and right. It's like uh, playing for you know some of these teams that have been really successful in the NBA. I I enjoy uh, working with a team like that. For sure. <laughs> you're just throwing lobs. That's what you're doing, setting them up, That's and they're slamming at home. Yep. <laughs> That's perfect, Jason. Thanks for the time. We'll do this again soon. Okay. Thanks, guys.